0: Hello, this is Michael Fanning with the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our short-form podcast, where we'll be interviewing Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light, all in creating epic client service and work-life balance. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is where we talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies and successful routines to light. And today I'm delighted to have a second time uh, uh, guest on the uh, on the Windermere Coaching Minute is Saul Simmer. Saul, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having
0: me. Hey, my pleasure. Well, so everybody knows Saul does coach with us at Windermere Coaching. And one thing about Saul, he started back in 2017. But uh, Saul has had some uh, incredible success and he's had a really, really great 2021. But what really impressed me when I was talking with Saul was um, when he's working with his buyers, the number of, of offers he goes up against and he has a strategy that really allows his buyers to win. And I think as we move into 2022, we're gonna continue to see high buyer demand. So my goal is today, Saul, if the listeners can take away some ideas, maybe that you shared. And I know that you said that one of your offers, you were competing against 18 other offers um, at one time. And so just uh, real quickly, I know you use the Ninja process. So I know that the 10 step buyer process is a big part of the beginning of it, correct?
1: It is, it's a huge part of it, yep.
0: Just getting your buyers kind of prepped and ready to go and knowing that you're working with a 10. Um, the other one is the offer strategy to win sheet. Just tell me uh, how much in depth do you go just making sure your buyers understand the quality of their offer.
1: I think that that plays such a big role in, in just having clarity for a buyer. You know, you know, You talk about that a lot in Ninja, and that's part of the 10-step buyer process with Ninja is to just provide clarity, provide the education background for these, for these buyers so that they know they can, they can kind of process through all of the, the pieces of an offer before they get to the, the point of being able to make a, an emotional decision. Um, and so that 10-step process that offer strategies to win, those all help give buyers clarity before they need to make an offer.
0: And were you finding too that you had buyers? I mean, I know that they were making offers too that uh, were not getting accepted, but did you, yeah. did you have them help them with their confidence to say, hey, you know, this is just the game we're in right now. Just uh, hang in there and we're oh, going to do the best absolutely. we can.
1: Absolutely. That's all, that's all part of the, the buyer process that I, that I kind of take with, even with an intake call with a brand new buyer, just helping them, helping educate them and helping them understand what kind of a a beast the Seattle market can be and and how to be prepared for it.
0: Exactly. And uh, and you mentioned the Seattle market. I have to tell you in my travels, uh, a lot of the markets are facing the same type of severity we are when it comes to just the high level of demand um, and I, I hate saying low inventory because it's not low inventory because we have inventory, I meaning homes are getting sold every day. It's just right. we have this excessive buyer demand right now and everybody's trying to get in there before rates go up, correct?
1: Yep. Yep, exactly. Or they get or they
0: get priced out because of appreciation. Sure. Sure. So, so so one of the things, so when you had your 18 offers, and I know you've had a few others where you were able to have your offer be the winning offer. And mm-hmm. you said that you learned this uh, from Michael mm-hmm. Smits, one of the classes yeah. he taught with ProDev. Yeah. So yeah. it's the, it's the, it's the five questions. So to set the stage, we have a lot of times that we have in our scenarios, we have people who are representing buyers and unfortunately those buyers are going to bed tonight thinking that they're in the running. But the right. reality of it is a lot of buyers agents, one, haven't spoken with the listing agent maybe haven't put together a solid offer and really uh, done a good job, their due diligence, right? And making sure that their offer is competitive. Number three is they're not establishing any type of a relationship or making it easy for the listing agent. As we know, listing agents have sway in understanding who's going to be on the other side to close the transaction. So tell me a little bit of your strategy on how you've been able to have success in getting your offers accepted because of kind of this relationship building that you do with the calls that Michael Smith's taught you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit it right on the head. It's, it's it's creating a relationship or at least creating some rapport with a listing agent prior to even submitting an offer. And so I took a class at ProDev with with Smith and I don't even remember which class exactly it was, but he, he said he makes five phone calls to a listing agent prior to writing an offer. And I was like, oh my gosh, that seems like That seems like a lot. Seems like a Um, lot. Yeah, right. It seems like a lot. And I don't want to be this like pest of a buyer agent that's calling the listing agent constantly. But if you if you time it right, then it gives you the opportunity to have some conversation with them, build some rapport, and really just kind of deliver the the all of the strategy that you possibly can to this listing agent. So they understand that you're competent, you know what you're doing, and that you have a buyer that's very willing to to purchase this house and kind of settle the the un well, I guess settle the the stress points of, of a listing agent of you know, are we going to appraise? Are we going to close? And so there's there's a lot of opportunities there. And so yeah, I would say these five phone calls prior to writing an offer is, is really where where you can gain some ground.
0: And I want, to, I want to be precise here because I want everybody to hear what you just said. Five phone calls prior to writing an offer. It's not, hey, I'm writing an yep. offer and I'm trying to get five phone calls in while, right. while you're looking at my offer. It's right. prior. exactly. And you know what I love is these phone calls, I'm assuming, because you're going to go through it, but guess what they're doing? They're eliminating the seller's fears because sellers have a lot of fears as well when they're working with buyers of the unknown. And so it gives the it, it gives less of the unknown, if you will. So kind of walk us through it. So kind of walk me through what you do.
1: Yeah, so in, first I want to I just say kind of preparing for your calls. So thinking, thinking about this before you even make your phone calls, make time for your phone calls. So research neighborhoods, research the listing, research comps, have all that information prior to making your phone calls. Um, ask Once you actually pick up the phone and call that listing agent, make sure that you're being generous, you're being kind, and ask if it's a good time to chat. Um, another thing that I also will ask is, hey, what's, what's the best way to contact you kind of moving forward? Um, once I've got them on the phone, finding some common ground. Um, so actually, this is a little bit of a prior, but looking on Facebook, looking on Instagram, um, knowing what office they're working in, knowing what agents are in their office, just so that you can have similar to some Ford conversations, but you're just having some kind of common ground conversations um, and then knowing that, knowing and perfecting your intro. You know, hey, my name's Saul Simmers. I'm with Windermere here in Kirkland. Great job on, on presentation on your listing. I had just a couple questions that I wanted to that I wanted to run through with you. Is now an okay time? You know, having having that and and knowing how to say that properly will really help out. Um, and then providing value. I think um, one of the when you're on the phone call with somebody. If, if you're asking the same questions that are already on the listing or you're asking questions that you could have answered by yourself, I think that listing agents can get a little bit irritated by that. So being aware of that.
0: Well, and can I chime in here too? Because we get a lot yeah. of pushback because uh, we tra- we teach this in ninjas, you know, establish a rapport before you offer the listing. And I have a lot of people say, well, the listing agents at this time are just frazzled. They don't want to talk to anybody. And aren't you just annoying them? And I said, well, number one. That's you're, not that's- true. That's not true. That's an assumption that you're making. Number two is that if you're asking questions that are already on the listing that they've already posted the answers to, yeah, you're going to annoy them, right?
1: Yes, 100%. Are you
0: you asking questions you already have answers to? Yes, you're going to annoy them. But like you're saying, that's not what you're asking.
1: Right. And I think it's also important to just (laughs) read the the tone of the listing agent's voice. When you call and they pick up and they sound frazzled and they sound irritated, Don't push. Like, clearly, that's probably not a great time to chat with them and just say, hey, when's another time that I can give you a call? I really just have about five minutes worth of questions that I that I wanted to ask about your listing. Can I call you later tonight when you're not seeming so busy? And they'll be like, oh, my gosh, that was so nice that they actually thought of me and could hear that I'm stressed. Yeah, that's great. Let's talk then.
0: Exactly. So you're you're being you're making it about them and you're listening for sure. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, all right. So you, so you, you do your research. What's next?
1: So once i have once I've done research, I've, I've kind of got a couple of things that I want to, that I want to contribute to the conversation. Um, Then it's time to pick up the phone and call. So my five phone calls typically fall into this order. Sometimes there's, there's some, some changes in it, but first phone call is as soon as I see that listing, when it comes up, it's on my client's uh, radar uh, as far as interests go, I'll call the listing agent and just say, um, hey, I I saw your listing come up. Looks fantastic. Great job with presentation on that. Um, And then it's, I've already done my behind the scenes work. So I know comps. I know that neighborhood. I know all those things. But if there's things that are not specified on the listing that I really would like to know, then that's where I would ask those questions. So, you know, what type of heat is it if it's not already provided? Or is it, you didn't list the school district on this. I want just want to make sure this is in North Shore School District, correct? You know, some of those things. Second call is when I'm scheduling a showing. So, um, hey, I just scheduled my showing for Monday at one o'clock. Um, just wanted to make sure, are there any is there anything that I should know about the showing beforehand? Um, you know, you you get a funny key, you get weird neighbors, you get parking situations, any of those things. And then you also just say, hey, uh, I'll follow up after the showing. I so appreciate it, right? Yeah. And then you actually you actually have to follow up after the showing. And that's where it's, hey, great presentation. really like the way that you that you put this all forward. Great price. Overall, just fantastic listing here's a couple questions that my client and I had while we were inside of the home. Okay. So that's three phone calls that are, that are already done. And if it's, and then it's fourth call, Hey, I'm going to be preparing an offer and um, for your client and wanted to know, you know, if the seller could have, could wave a magic wand, what's their perfect offer. And is there anything that's outside of price and your standard contingencies that would be appealing to this seller? Um, and then that's when you start to feel that phone call. Cause if they just say, no, everything's good. Just give me the highest and, and least contingencies, please. Right. Okay, great. Fantastic. Looking forward to presenting this offer to you and working with you. If, but a lot of the times what you'll find is this is when that listing agent will start to open up because you've just asked the right question. Yep. What does that, what does your seller want? And so then it's, it can be, I mean, you get, sometimes you'll get these storyteller listing agents that will just open up their book and be like, Hey, here's exactly what they're looking for. If you can get this, then you'll be in a good spot. Like, Oh, wow. Fantastic. And another question. Can I I interject real
0: quick here? One thing I want to say is, you know, my dad always said to me, son, uh, you can't get what you want if you don't ask. And what, and for anybody listening to this right now, that is on the other side and you are a listing agent and you get a phone call from a buyer's agent who says, if your sellers could wave a magic wand, don't be a jerk. Right. I, right. You know, I mean, offer something up. I mean, there's obviously something the seller wants. Why would you not ask for it? For sure.
1: Especially for sure. in this
0: market, right? Especially in this market.
1: Well, yeah. And, and a listing agent mm-hmm. should be advocating for their sellers. And so exactly why why not say... Hey, you know what? They're really looking for a million dollars with the least amount of contingencies, and two weeks of rent back would really be ideal. Yep, yeah, exactly. boom! Like you just laid out exactly what your sellers want on a phone call, and of course, you can provide that to every buyer's agent if and when they ask. But why not?
0: Yeah, why not? I totally agree with you. All right, and sorry, sorry, I derailed you. So your next point was.
1: Yeah, and so then, and so then, really continuing to find the common ground, continuing to try. Uh, to, and then that's really a good time for you to start to talk up your buyer and the lender that they're working with. And so if if I mean, any information that you can share that would be beneficial to your buyer would be great now. Strong buyer with a great financial background. Their profile looks very good. Um, very, very interested in this specific neighborhood, this specific house yada, 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 whatever, whatever really, um, is accurate for that buyer. And then I work with one, one lender primarily. And so I can talk to the last previous two, three years where we've worked together. We, we have, uh, an appraisal panel where, where we're not dealing with third party appraiser management companies, and we're not dealing with any of that. So, uh, I talked that up quite a bit. Um, and so that's, that's my fourth call last call. Hey, I'm just about to. I've just had had my client sign their offer. I'm gonna submit it to you now. Do you have just a couple minutes to go through terms and contingencies for this, just so that we're on the same page, and then you don't need to call with more questions if there's anything else, right? And so from there, we spend five minutes. We go through it real quick. The the one thing that I'll say about this is try not to do this if if it's offer review date and it's Tuesday morning at 11, and that's when offers are supposed to come in. Don't call the agent right at that time and say, here's what I got. Pick up my phone, please. Right. they, They just won't. They're going to be so busy and it's just going to be one more added stress. So get it in prior, give them a couple hours or do it afterwards and just say, Hey, I just submitted it, but I want to make sure that we're on the same page with this.
0: I love it. So let me just look at this. So if we want to go through one through five, you got number one, you saw the listing, Compliment them. Great job. Ask some questions there, uh, specifically questions that aren't in the listing, if you have any specific yeah. questions about that. And maybe you said, maybe I didn't see this on the listing, but uh, was there anything like uh, where the school district of that nature? Right. Uh, number two, you uh, you're schedule, let them know you schedule the showing and when the showing yeah. is, and maybe yeah. a little more rapport building at that time. Number three is the follow-up after the showing. If you have any other questions and letting them know if they've done a great job, wow, wait, the staging was amazing, or sure. that type of stuff. Number four, uh, the offer is happening. And this is where you would ask the magic wand question. If the seller could wave exactly. a magic wand, what would be uh, the, their best offer? And also, I mean, and, and ask in the six points of an offer, you know, how about these six areas? You know, if they, if they could be price, you know, contingents, all that type of stuff. And then number five, fifth call is you're about to submit an offer. And do you have time to go over terms and contingencies and also make sure that you're not calling them during the offer review time schedule?
1: Exactly. You hit it.
0: And and at this point, uh, excuse me, going back to call four is also a good time. You said where you kind of talk up your buyer and your lender relationship. Yep. Uh, and help them to understand the quality of the potential uh, power of that offer coming from your buyer, based on the strong uh, relationship with the lender.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I would add in five. Five would be another time where you can be talking about lender. You can also ask if they have any concerns about your offer, right? Got it. Like, yeah. Why not? Why not just open up, open it up a little bit, and ask an open-ended question and say, "Hey, what what concerns would you have with me submitting this offer?" And a lot of the time, most of the time right now, it's it's an appraisal coverage. I mean, do you, do you have additional funds in order to cover or did you waive appraisal completely because prices are going up so high? And so that, that should be addressed. And if your buyers don't have the ability, just in this this instance, right, in this example that I've given, then that's where you can really talk up your lender. Are they using that third-party appraisal company or... Do they have a panel where you've got this tried and true panel that knows what they're doing? So it's all, all things to kind of try to address those concerns because just like what you said, this listing agent, of course, isn't making the decision for the sellers, but when it comes down to it, they're the ones who's presenting the offers. And so if you're close to the top of that list, there's going to be some pull from that listing agent that just says, man, you know, I've had this conversation with Michael Fanning he really seems like he. his clients really want the property. He's really on top of it. All of this communication has been great. I feel most comfortable with this guy, right? And so there's, there's value that's there.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I I couldn't agree with you more. One of the questions I had for you is what's been your feedback from the listing agents where you've won the offers? What have they said about kind of your process?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And, um, you know, even whether it's offers that I've won or it's offers that I didn't win, most commonly what I get is, hey, thank you so much for your communication, for your professionalism. You've done an excellent job of representing your clients. And I hope your clients know how hard you've worked and all of the effort that you've put into this. And for me, that feels great. But it, it, at the end of the day, what's most important is that my buyers actually get the house. Exactly. So, you know, it, feel, it feels good, but at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to do everything that I possibly can for my clients to get this place.
0: Well, and the other thing i love too, Saul, is that you really understand that referral mindset. And what I will say is that when you have this process in place and you do this, the, the confidence level of your buyers is high. And so the the, the referrals that come from those satisfied clients... Um is sure. what is what you've experienced this year specifically is that high referral and and last year you're getting referral business is yeah. that um is that that also, you know, it's not just about this transaction. It's about you know your next transaction is embedded in this one at and to yeah. what level of service are you providing consistently to your clients?
1: yep, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I mean, i don't I can't I don't I really don't want to badmouth other agents in any way, but it's I would just say, it's so common for buyer's agents to never call a listing agent. And so when you're hearing me talk about, hey, make these five phone calls, here's kind of the strategy that I use, just know you're putting yourself up above so many other buyer's agents that really are not serving their clients well at all. I mean, by not even, and if the people listening have ever been listing agents and you get multiple offers, you get offers in where you've never spoken to the buyer's agent at all. It's just an electronic submission of of the offer and done. And there's no communication whatsoever. So, um, you know, if you want to improve your business, make some phone calls and connect with listing agents.
0: Well, it's funny too, because in Ninja, you know, we call that, we call that negotiation strategy called the faceless other.
1: Yeah. And the faceless
0: other has a very, very low instance of winning.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't happen
0: because there's no relationship. And, and uh, you know, this business is about relationships. This business is about confidence and clarity. And there's only one way for that to happen is good quality communication. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Thank you. So, so
0: any, any other, uh, any other things you want to add? Um, I mean, if if you were, if you were sitting here teaching a, a, a multiple offer buyer class, is there anything else you would add to this?
1: Yeah, I mean, offer strategies to win sheet would be incredible. Like I said, kind of um, in addition to the five phone calls, really trying to spend some time with buyers so that they know all of these six points of offer strategies and how to kind of vary those offers, those terms so that they can be the most aggressive, but still be uh, educated enough to know risk versus reward on those things. I think that would play a big role. In it. And then, boy, I mean, this is, this is just, it's a challenging market for sure. So doing all of your homework, being confident with your presentation, and, and really just being a good person will, will also help out quite a bit.
0: I totally agree. And for those listening, a couple of things I want to just point out here. So uh, when Saul talked about the offer strategy to win sheet, it's a, it takes the six points of an offer and it basically builds a thermometer and it runs what a risk tolerance questions And basically it says, okay, if we are gonna offer price, where do you want your price to be? And what we find is this demonstrates a power and need dynamic in the offer. And is your buyer in a more power position or are they in a more need position? And that's really good information to have your buyers understand because there could be, I mean, I don't know if you've experienced this, All has there ever been a, a time when your buyers want to make an offer? But you said, let me just tell you, based on the conversation I've had with the listing agent, based on where our offer strategy to win sheet is, I got to tell you, your probability of getting this home is not very
1: high. Yep. yep. I just had that two weeks ago. Yes, absolutely. Right? <clears throat>
0: yeah. yeah, because of what we know and where your risk tolerance is, I just got to tell you, it's, we can, we can make an offer, but I have to tell you, there's already other offers that are in that are already have a more power position than you do based on what we looked at. So what I love about that, have you ever said, is there anything we could change in your offer?
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, 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 and they may say yes. And they may say, no, that's the best we can do. Great. Well, based on that, what do you want to do? And again, you're letting them make decisions, but you're letting them make informed decisions.
1: Yep. Exactly. And then yeah. it, it really demonstrates that you are the professional, right? You are the, the you are their trusted real estate advisor and you're saying, hey, this is what I really think it is it's going to take in order to win. I'm I'm hearing you. You're not comfortable with that. That's just fine. Let's just do this as as a test, right? I know that you really want this house. Let's write this offer with the terms that you're you're suggesting. And if you don't get it, then then maybe this can be a good learning lesson of just how aggressive this market can be. And if you get it, then boy, fantastic. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, right. It was meant to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was meant to be. And and for
0: the other listeners as well, you heard Saul talk about the uh, 10-step buyer process. If you want to learn more about that and you haven't taken Ninja, uh, your best reference would be to either get the Ninja Selling Book, either read it or get it in Audible and specifically Appendix A. And Appendix A is the entire 10-step process that Saul talks about.
1: Yeah, just follow yeah. that to a T. Print it off, follow that, and, and it will be, you'll be in a good spot you will be in a good spot. Well, hey, yeah. Saul,
0: I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I know here we are. It's it's right after Christmas and uh, you got to spend time with your family and yeah. you, got new, you got a new addition to the family. And so, uh, yeah. yeah,
1: it's great though, man. I, I so appreciate you having me on here and uh, it's always great to have a good conversation with you.
0: Well, Saul, thank you so much. And uh, I can't wait to see what you do in 2022 uh, because I, know, I saw what you did in 2021. I know you got more of that coming. Yeah. And uh, to the listeners out there, hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you like what we're doing, please let us know. Give us a rating, share it, uh, and let us know if we're hitting the mark. If there's something you'd like us to cover, let us know that too. And we'll always end by saying, uh, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. Saul, thank you so much for being here.
1: You bet. Thank you. All right,
0: everyone. Talk to you later. to thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast if you found this content interesting please feel free to share it and give us a rating also if you're a real estate agent with an epic idea and you're doing something great to create great client service or work-life balance or maybe both please reach out to us at fanning at and we always end our podcast by saying be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day